Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 32 Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept my silence, my body wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I'll instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I'll counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Joshua chapter 4, verses 1-13 through 13. When the entire nation had finished crossing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Select twelve from the people, one from each tribe, and command them, Take twelve stones from here, out of the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood. Carry them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you camp tonight. Then Joshua summoned twelve men of the Israelites, whom he had appointed, one from each tribe. Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, one for each of the tribes of the Israelites, so that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, what do the, those stones mean to you? Then you shall take them, that the waters of the Jordan, you should tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the Israelites a memorial forever. The Israelites did as Joshua commanded. They took up twelve stones out of the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord told Joshua, carried them over with no, with, carried over, carried them over with them to the place where they camped and laid them down there. Joshua set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there still to this day. The priests who bore the Ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people crossed over in haste. As soon as all the people had finished crossing over, The ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in the front of the people. The Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the Israelites, as Moses had ordered them. About 40,000 armed for war crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for battle. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through chapter 5, verse 5. So we do not lose heart, even though 
our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the early earthly tent we lived in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. If, indeed, when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan under our burden, because we wish not to be unclothed, but to be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Good morning, and welcome to the third Thursday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. Our readings this morning come from Psalm 32, Joshua 4, and 2 Corinthians 4. Um, I'm feeling a little bit better, but I I can't tell if I'm any more um, understandable, so I'm just going to go for it, but I'll keep it short. Um, Also, tomorrow, uh, I, I can't remember if it's Monday as well, but... I'll be on vacation with my family, so I won't be recording. Um, <clears throat> this is a real light week, but I will return um, after that. Um, this morning in the Joshua reading, um, the the people, uh, the time has come to enter the promised land. And they reenact a number of these things from their history. And one of them... Uh, featured here in Joshua 4 is the crossing of the Red Sea or the Sea of Reeds. And the, uh, the, when the ark, the, the priests carrying the ark enter, they didn't have an ark when they fled Egypt. But when the ark enters, the, the water stops and everybody hurries through just as they did at the Sea of Reeds. And then when the, when all the people had passed through, the, um, the priests follow and the water resumes just as the water uh, went back in place after the the Israelites had crossed and it closed in on the Egyptians. And it reminds you that killing the Egyptians was not really the purpose of the water. Um, The purpose was to uh, preserve and save the Israelites um, for them to be able to uh, be closer with God and follow God and learn from God, um, and the the and I think even with Pharaoh, like it wasn't it wasn't part of the plan, um, but it is this miraculous thing that God constantly calls them back to, because it was a big deal. You know, you're you're freed from slavery, and I really appreciate that the Bible doesn't like shy away from this difficult, you know, subject. You know, the people are not happy; they they prefer slavery because it's what they know. Um, and it was, I can really see people saying that it's not romanticized. It's not sterilized. Like it's difficult. It's scary. Um, but it's, it's honest. Um, and that's the kind of God that I see, um, interacting with, with, with Israel. And so at the end of their wilderness wandering, they're getting ready to take the promised land. But the, uh, Joshua having, uh, been made Jesus, uh, Jesus, Moses' successor is important because they wandered for 40 years because they were afraid to take it the first time. Um, they sent spies 
one from each tribe. And they came back and only Joshua and Caleb um, were confident in their ability and the Israelites' ability and God's ability to take the land. And so here they do it again. Um, they're returning to that same place where they were afraid, um, where fear and distrust in God uh, held the day. And this time they're not going to do it. They are ready for battle. They're armed and prepared. Um, they've been in the wilderness for a long time, but they have had some um, combat engagements. Um, but they're going to do it. And this time there doesn't seem to be anybody faint of heart. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the Battle of Jericho. But um, this, is, uh, this is something you see quite often where memories are reenacted to put them in the mindset of where they were to remember God and to remember what God did and remember that God continues to do it. He brought them out of Egypt through the Sea of Reeds, um, just as he brought them out of the wilderness to cross the Jordan. These things are repetitive for a reason because repetition is the key to memory. Repetition is the key to memory. Repetition is the key to memory. And so that's why they do it. That's why God has them do it. Because the words become familiar, the actions become familiar, the setting and the context become familiar. They're leaving something behind in order to enter something that God has promised. Um, and uh, I think we're called to do the same, to reenact uh, the story that we see of, of God's salvation, um, to be the kind of people that God is calling us to be, uh, to remember the kind of people that have been the kind of people that God wants them to be, um, and to use those their lives as models for our own. Um, and I think in that way, that's when um, that's when I think we're we're doing our faith, performing our faith in the way it was intended. A prayer for the right use of God's gifts from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, whose loving hand has given us all that we possess, grant us grace that we may honor you with our substance, and, remembering the account which we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of your bounty, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.